try that again. Good evening. It's a blessing to have you all here. It really is, all the visitors. Uh, I was just thinking the other day, it's just kind of a blessing. You know, as many freedoms as we think we've lost, we've gained a lot still. We still have a lot of freedoms, and one of them is this one tonight, where we can still come here and unhindered, unmolested, and, and nobody really stands in our way, and we could still sit at the feet of Jesus and learn some more. And uh, tonight we're going to attempt to do that again and get to, get to hear more from his word through Brant. And tonight we're blessed to have Brant Jamison here, for those who don't know Brant. Uh, I'll echo what was said last night as far as a, a great brother in Christ and a great friend and a um, neat family. Um, so it's just really truly a blessing to have him here and, and a couple of his kids. And so um, we'll just uh, basically just start out tonight with prayer and we'll let uh, Brant take it from there. So why don't we all pray? Lord, we truly are blessed. You know, there's many people in this world that are searching for something, searching for truth, searching for something to hold on to. And Father, we're blessed to have been, had an opportunity to know you and come to you as children. Thank you for being our rock. Thank you for the word. Thank you, Lord, for your ultimate sacrifice of sending your son who was so willing to give his life for ours. And we spend our entire life here on earth understanding that and what that truly means. And Father, tonight we are blessed once again to reach into your word and get to hear more of what you and Brant talked about night for night in the past. The excitement that Brant has here to show, the, show what he's learned from you we pray that would reach each and every soul here in this room in one way or another. Everyone here, Lord, is sitting at your feet, ready to hear more of what you have to say through Brant. We pray that you would help Brant to have, have peace and to give him the words to speak that you would have him say to us. Just thank you for his sacrifice and his time, of his time and efforts to come here in a busy time of his life to share with us what you have to say. Help us to be open and attentive to your word. Lord, as we move on from here as well, we pray that you would help us to be courageous in our faith, in our light towards others, that somehow, some way, not because of our own doing, through us, that you would be able to shine in other people's souls, that they would reach you before it's eternally too late. May the words spoken tonight even reach people that we don't even know, someone who is searching and yearning for love. And Lord, we just again thank you for this opportunity. We pray for those that were unable to attend for various reasons. Pray for our friends and family. We just pray for Brant's family as well his children and his wife back home, making efforts to keep things going there. And as they travel down here, hopefully prayerfully, Lord, that you would keep them safe. Mm -hmm. Likewise, for all our family and friends back home, Lord, we just thank you again for your love. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks. Do you want this somewhere else? So, uh, technical difficulties. Yeah. Do you want to rest the whole thing restarted? Yeah. Those of you who have had to put up with me at, say, things like Bible school and other places, you know that uh, we have technical issues almost all the time. Ashton is my go-to guy. So uh, if Jeff can't get it figured out, we're going to pull Ashton into this. So uh, <laughs> before we get started, uh, while we're waiting on this surface to restart, um, I will just give you a, a brief update 
Uh, for those of you who were here last night, uh, you know that as only my youngest son, my middle daughter, that are, are with me uh, this evening, uh, Bonnie, and the four other children, plus the foster child, uh, is not um, here. Uh, as far as all the animals around our place, the dog that had puppies, she had 12, if you cared. Um, I'm sure that you all were, were wondering. So, uh, I was, oh, I was wondering if that's what I was supposed to drink tonight, the, the, uh, this is why you show up a little bit early. going to get really boring if I don't have this actually tonight, so because uh, um, uh, the, the slideshow will make it uh, a lot more interesting, I believe. Um, and my, I guess my biggest problem is I can't even start introducing this, this uh, um, subject matter that much tonight because My, my physical Bible up here. <clears throat> well, I heard it make noises like it's actually recognizing something, so... That's always a good thing. <clears throat> um, well, oh, hey, look at this. We have action. All right. Um, so we'll just go ahead and, and get started into this. Hopefully my clicker will reach that far. Does anybody know, have any idea what these mean? And this is, this is Indian, obviously. Uh, this is from Iran. These are all the same thing, by the way. And you're going to start picking up on this. As to, no. <laughs> um, as to what this is. This is Hebrew. This is the same thing in Hebrew. And by now, um, you may start to pick up more as to what this actually is. Does anybody know what this would be in English? 666, right? Okay, um, and that's what we want to talk about, the Mark of the Beast tonight. And so I want you guys to think about this as we're going through it. And some of you guys can't see very good. No, you can come more toward the center, just saying. Um, I want you guys to think about this, and at the end of this, I would like a, just like maybe a few minutes of just open discussion. By no means am, am I know everything, or pretend to know everything, but I think that it's really valid for us to go over these things as we see what is happening in the world around us today. All right? Um, so all of those were six 
other symbol. Does anybody know what's this to everybody? This is an okay sign, right? Oh wait, or it's a six six six. Does everybody see it? Yeah. Interestingly enough, this I mean most people are just okay, you know, it's not most of us are okay. <laughs> Some of us are not. Um, but this is actually a symbol that people use, all right? And, and note that this isn't just make-up make stuff. This isn't conspiracy theories that I'm making up, all right? Um, I mean, if you want to talk about conspiracy theories, look at the Hebrew 666 and then go look at your can of monsters, all right? That's a conspiracy theory. I, I'm not going to say whether that's good or bad. I'm just saying that's a conspiracy theory. This stuff is a conspiracy theory. Alright, this is real stuff that we look at today. 666, the number. What does it mean? Well, let's give some disclaimers first. Number one, maybe, maybe not. Alright, so anything, anything and everything that I say tonight is a maybe or a maybe not. <laughs> Don't hold me to it if it doesn't come true. I am not in any way prophesying as to what the future holds, all right? I am only looking at past and present. I have no way to look into the future, but from the past and the present, we can look and we can start to discern some things for the future, and obviously from a biblical perspective. And we need to be able to do this at times, all right? Um, one of the reasons, well, I, I did a form of this at home and I was kind of surprised that a couple of my youngest were like, what's that all about? I'm like, oh, shame on me. My youngest is Zion, and I'm, and I'm like, why does he not know this stuff? Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> I know why he doesn't know it, <laughs> because I didn't teach it. And so I think that it's just valid for us to go over it at times. Um, as I said, this is a view from today. Maybe in the future, there's an unknown unknown that will become a known unknown. All right? So things may change between now and tomorrow. I don't know. And then uh, answer the question at the end. So what's this number? It's the sum of the first 36 numbers. These are just some interesting facts. The sum of the first 36 numbers. You add numbers 1 through number 36. You come up with 666. Uh, the seven, first seven primates, if you square them and add them together, it's 666. It's the sum of a roulette wheel for those gamblers in here. Um, it is uh, commonly used in white supremacy groups and some other groups as well. Um, Interestingly, in China, it's kind of a good luck symbol. Um, just, I don't find that interesting. Uh, everything goes smoothly. Uh, our biblical text. So, Revelations 13 is where we get this. And it would just be easier for me to just read it here since I have it. Uh, and I think that I was supposed to add number verse number 18 here. And I failed to do that. So we'll pick it up at verse number 13. Revelations 13. I'm sorry. Pick it up at verse number 16. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark. And we're talking about Antichrist here to receive a mark on their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. So in other words, listen up, perk up your ears. Here is wisdom. <clears throat> Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six, or six hundred and sixty-six. 
Um, in one of the other earliest uh, manuscripts of scripture, the number is also 616, all right? So occasionally you will actually see 616 depending on which early manuscript you, you read this out of, all right? If you were to read the original in the original um, language. So with that, maybe we need a little more context to see what we're actually looking at. So let's just read through this whole chapter. It's not a long cha uh, chapter, obviously, uh, and it will give us a little more context as to what is happening here. Verse 1, chapter 13, Revelation. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months, three and a half years. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose name or whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he, and he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and dwelleth, or, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword, and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause uh, that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bound, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that hath the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. So a little context behind this. Uh, we obviously would look at this, and we would look at animals.
Christ um, being in control at this time and placing this into being. Um, and this evening we want to just basically talk about this number and about what it might mean for us uh, in the world today. Uh, by no means is this all uh, inclusive and conclusive, all right? This is not everything by, by any stretch, and uh, it might not be only a, a tiny, tiny little bit of it, all right? Um, what do we see happening in our world today? How many of have you guys have seen a sign like this in a business that you went into? How many have seen at least a sign like this about coins, this giant coins uh, shortage? Um, yeah, you know, and we're kind of like, well, who cares, right? Who cares if there's no cash? Is it really that big a deal? I mean, quite honestly, isn't it just so much easier to just pull out your wallet and uh, somewhere in here, you just take out this, right? Isn't that so much easier? I mean, it's even easier now with this tap and pay. You just tap this thing. But guess what? It, it even gets easier than that, right? Because what's easier than this? I don't actually want to have to carry this with me. It's much easier if I just simply have this. And I can put all that stuff on my phone if I choose to. Um, interestingly, on my lock screen, if I would choose to, I can put my credit card information right there. You can see it's blank um, because I choose not to do this. But some of you have. And I'm not saying by any means that this is a bad thing at this point, all right? I just want us to be cognizant and understand that this makes things very, so much easier. Because at some point, let's be honest, my driver's license, I'm not gonna have to carry a physical driver's license if I can download a virtual driver's license onto my phone. And if I don't have to carry cash or credit cards, or uh, uh, any type of, in, of insurance cards or anything else, I have way more pictures than I can carry in my wallet on this. And I can carry all that information right here. Also on my lock screen, if uh, I come down here to emergency, I can click on this and it says emergency information. And I click on it a couple times and it will say allergies, none. Medications, none. It gives my address. So maybe I'll even get this thing back. Am I an organ donor? Yes. Um, and it gives a couple of emergency contacts uh, on this as well. I view this as information that I'm willing to give out if I were in a car accident, all right? And they found my phone. They could at least look at this. But how much better would it be if all of my medical information is on that as well, all right? I'm, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We need to just scoot it back to just the cash issue right now. Who cares? Well, what about no cash? If we have no cash, we have no rainy day fund. We have no birthday gifts, anniversaries, graduations, all that good stuff. How many of you guys give cash to people for various Maybe just for your kids, right? Uh, odd jobs. Think about no piggy banks for your kids. I mean, our kids' piggy banks were usually empty because money burned holes in their pockets just like it does their parents. So that's a whole different thing. Uh, what are some of the um, present things that are happening? Interestingly, on the left side of this is an article that I just recently read. Uh, you can see it's dated there, July 21st. Um, I probably saw it a couple weeks ago. And the headline of the article, Federal Reserve Bank of Boston Finch says the U.S. better be ready for a future digital currency issuance. The first paragraph of this says the Federal Reserve, the United States Central Bank, has no immediate plan to launch a digital currency. But that doesn't mean it shouldn't be ready when that day comes. It doesn't say if that day comes, it says when that day comes. According to Robert Finn, 
at the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston. All right, so this is stuff, this isn't some whacked out, like somebody's idea of what may happen in the future sometime. This is stuff that's actually happening in our world today. The last thing that I want us to do is to be scared when we walk out of here tonight. There is literally no reason to worry and be scared about this number or a cashless society. All right? Our God is bigger than that, and he will take care of us. He may not take care of us in the way that we want or in the ease that we had, all right? But he will take care of us in the way that he sees best, and we can rest in that and be okay with that. All right? Um, what does a cashless society provide? Well, government has full control over every single penny that goes in or out of your account in a cashless society. The only other thing that you'll have to barter with is goods, all right? Because uh, cash won't be, all right? Um, every transaction is recorded. Um, anything can be blocked at any moment with the push of a button. And I'm not saying this stuff to be scary. This is just reality, all right? And quite frankly, we don't really live outside of this reality right now. Uh, our accounts can be uh, paused at any moment, um, quite frankly. Uh, it's always gonna be for your own good, too. Believe me, it'll always be for your own good. Um, so, in a cashless society, how do you buy yourself? Anybody? Anybody have any good ideas how we're going to buy or sell in a cashless society? What's that? With a number. With a number, right? And it's going to be a digital number because it's there's not going to be something else to that, right? And so uh, that's the only way that we're going to be able to buy and sell. And we're going to only be able to buy and sell if somebody says you're able to buy and sell with what, what will be currency, or really what is digital currency, um, or what we, what we would think of as digital currency. Uh, I just read when the Federal Reserve sold all the gold and the gold standard was no longer, do you remember, John? Um, uh, does anybody remember when the gold standard went away? When all the gold was basically just dispersed? I think it was, I'm thinking it was back in the, do you remember back in the 50s? I think it was earlier. 40s, 30s? Zach says 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s, we don't really know. You can Google it, this younger crowd over here if you care. Um, so basically, what has happened is every dollar that you pull out of your wallet, everything, all of this, so if I hold this up and say, okay, who wants a dollar? Some kids can raise their hand. Yeah, there, yeah, right, right. And if I give you this dollar, you're going to say, oh, wow, I got a dollar. But is this actually any of any value other than uh, on it saying somewhere, this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. Other than that saying, is this worth anything? Literally, this is backed up by nothing. All right? Other than our government saying, this is worth a dollar. Okay? There's no gold behind that. Uh, so quite frankly, um, digital, we're already in a form of digital currency. We just still have some paper on the digital, to some extent, all right? Um, well, what about the next thing? How many of you have lost this at some point in your life? <laughs> I get a new one every once in a while, mainly because I lose the old one. How many of you have lost this stuff with it. 
You know, usually that, that hurts worse than, than losing that. Well, let's say we put it all on this, right? Digital currency, all of our medical information is in here. Everything that we carried in our wallet is now on our cell phone, which quite frankly, you can live off of your cell phone in today's world. If you go to the right stores, you simply do not need a wallet. Other than a driver's, you probably should carry a driver's license. Unless you live in like downtown Chicago, who cares? You don't need a driver's license. You just take public tra transportation, right? How many people have lost this? Yeah, I know. Uh, we were on the West Coast. Um, I had just got a new one of these and we ran into the ocean and I had it in my pocket like this and I jumped for a wave and you know what happened when I came down? And you know where it went? I think back to China where it was made in the first place because I never found it, all right? So we can lose both of those things, right? They're pretty easy to, to misplace, in fact, uh, I was driving a snowmobile one time across the road from us. I'm clear out in the middle of this field. And I got back and I'm telling Bonnie, I said, I don't know where my phone is. I can't find my phone. Well, you know what you do? You Google, how do you find your phone? How do you find your Android phone? Um, and amazingly, Google's like, well, you just go out there in the middle of the field without finding where that dot is. So do you know what I did? I went out in the field about where that dot was. Do you know where my phone was? About where that dot was. I literally, I found my, found my phone out there. What if all of our information gets stolen off of our phone? Or our wallet gets stolen, right? So there's safer ways to do this, isn't there? Safer ways to go about storing all of the information that is valid for our lives, for us, okay? And so when we, when we think about this, what is a logical conclusion to not having to carry this or this? Have Bert's back here pointing at his, oh, not his left hand. He's pointing at his right hand. I don't know if he was pointing at his left or right, actually. I wasn't paying that close of attention. Um, a chip, yeah. Uh, those, most of you guys know that we raise dogs. Um, every dog that we, that we have in our breeding program gets a chip. You know this, how big this microchip is? I mean, it's literally maybe a quarter inch long, probably a little bit shy, maybe 3 16 inch long. And it's about, about a 16th inch in diameter. Super tiny. That chip basically just has the dog's numbered information on it, okay? So it's just a number that if you scan the dog, it will pull the number of the dog, all right? But let's think about this for just a minute. If you have a chip that's that small, all right, how much information can we fit on it today? Like that, that information, those chips were made way back when, when information was fairly large, all right? Now, I can fit, I should have went and, and looked this up again, but on my thumb, basically something the size of my thumbnail, just a little bit smaller than the size of my thumbnail, I can fit something like 10 million pictures on something that small. This is pictures, all right? This used to take like floppy drives, those of you who are old enough that remember like the big old floppy drives, it would take like maybe a hundred of those. I mean, some of you young guys, you don't even know what, the, what I'm talking about, all right? Literally, they're like this big. And they flop, they were floppy, all right? Those of you who are my age know um, what I'm talking about. We can fit so much information on such a, a minute thing. Now, if we start talking about this, there is a, a couple companies in the nation right now, as we speak, one of them is in Wisconsin, um, and this company is a ship maker, and for 
It's, this is totally optional for anybody who works at this company, but they have the option to get an implant into them, and then every secure door that that, that person can go through, all they have to do is wave their information, wave their, their hand, and they're able to walk through any door in that company that they are allowed to go through. They also have their vending machines or any other things are also attached to that, so they wave their information in front of it. Guess what, voila, it's automatically uh, subtracted out of their paycheck uh, if they go and buy a, a soda or whatever. Super simple, right? I mean, talk about convenience. This sounds like my kind of style. I'm all about convenience, and if I can't lose it, it's better. Okay? Uh, some girl um, bought a Tesla car, and uh, she decided that carrying a key was, well, a key, because it's not really a key, it's an electronic um, thingy-majig. Uh, it's a thingy-majig, that's what they're called. Um, no, uh, instead of having her, her virtual key with her, she decided she'd take to have the key taken apart and have that implanted into her hand. So now, guess what? All she has to do is walk up to her car and a little push button thing on the door handle. You push the button and the door is unlocked. You can open the door, you can get in, you can push the start button in your car, car starts up. You don't have to ever worry about a key again. Super convenient, right? Why wouldn't we try to do something like this? The mark of the beast will be for our own good, all right? Or it will be marketed for our own good, except for the fact that it's not for our own good, all right? <laughs> um, So what will the mark of the beast um, what will it not be used for? So, um, basically, we cannot, as Christians, accept the mark of the beast, right? This is a, a no ifs, ands, or buts statement, all right? So, just so we're all on the same page, no Christians can, can accept the mark of the beast. <clears throat> um... This will be for centralized control by Antichrist. Um, and I believe that the mark of the beast will not be unrecognizable. All right? This seems to be something that is somewhat perpetuated, or I, I hear it occasionally from some people, and people are like, well, what if I accidentally hit the mark of the beast and I didn't know that it was the mark of the beast? All right? I don't think that we as discerning Christians need to worry about accidentally taking the mark of the beast. Alright? I don't think that when we uh, or when the mark of the beast gets set up, that there's gonna be a sign that says, come receive your mark of the beast right here. I don't think that it's gonna be that simple. Alright? But I think we as Christian people, God is not gonna allow us to unknowingly or undiscerningly just go and receive the mark of the beast. <clears throat> I also, on the last thing here too, because I've been seeing this on Facebook uh, as of somewhat recently, I do not believe that the mark of the beast will be in the form of a vaccine, all right, um, or a mask. Now, please, before the conspiracy theorists come and shoot me down, all right, I'm not saying that the mark of the beast will 
vaccine COVID uh, will be the mark of the beast. All right? It will be more than just a vaccine. It has to be. All right? <clears throat> what the mark of the beast will be. Okay. Now, I already talked about my smartphone. I think that the mark of the beast will be like my smartphone has the ability to be right now, only way better. Okay? That's, what, that's one thing that the mark of the beast will be. It will be for our good, and it will be viewed as something uh, that is just really going to help everybody out and everything. Okay? Medical, monetary, personal history, your identification, etc., etc. That's what I believe the mark, in my opinion, okay, remember, this is, these are my opinions, the mark of the beast will be. Now, interestingly enough, how many of you guys, uh, I should just talk to you younger guys over here, and then you guys listen in, because some of you younger guys will, will know this too. How many of you guys would like a phone this small? You can't see? No, we see. <laughs> so, you guys are all after big phone. Are you guys all big phone people? Not necessarily. How many? Yeah, a couple of you are. How about some of the new uh, bendy phones, the deep clip or the, uh, whatchamacallit? Galaxy Fold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can tell, in my home, people have looked at the Galaxy Fold and the Galaxy Flip or something, I'm not sure. Um, because, let's face it, especially for, not you guys now, for those of us, if this thing could, you couldn't like blow it up, it's getting harder to, harder to see this thing, right? Especially first thing in the morning. There are people working on holographic, interactive holographic digital phones right now. All right? Now let's think about this for just a second. We have a chip in our, in our hand, and we have our cell phone information on it, and we are able to holographically pull up a screen that we are able to interact with this isn't stuff that I'm making up either, right? This is this is real legit stuff. I mean, it's on the internet, it's on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I make light of that, but in all honesty, it really is real stuff, okay? I mean, I'm all, I, I like a small phone because it actually fits in my pocket, um, but I, but it's getting, so I can't read it, it's like this conundrum that I um, interestingly enough, also in the aviation world, flying, uh, you actually need, like if you're, if you want to talk on your phone, you actually need something in front of your mouth to actually pick up your voice. No, you know those little earpieces, and they have that, that fake little thing that sticks out here? Well, some of them actually have a microphone, but some of them have this little thing that's right there, and you're like, oh, well, that must be the microphone. In a lot of them, yeah, it may be a microphone, but in a lot of them, you know what they're actually reading your voice by? It's a digital reading of just your, your bone that is transmitting your voice, all right? That's all they need. So if you implant your phone and your personal information into your hand, and then you put an earpiece in, that's all you need for your cell phone and everything to work, all right? This, I'm not, like I said, I'm not making this stuff up. This is real stuff. In aviation, we had headsets that worked without any type of microphone. So, you can blow this thing up. You can interact with your phone. You have all your personal information. You have all your financial information. You have all of your uh, medical information right there in your and you are able to go up to your new car, you're able to start your car, you're able to go anywhere that you want to go, you're able to
some of the new chips? They are DNA recognizable to only operate while they work with your DNA. In other words, if some guy comes along and he wants to steal your chip out of your body, he cuts that little thing out of your body, he takes it out, guess what happens to the chip? It deactivates. I mean, what's better than that? This thing is secure. Something that we find really difficult in the world that we live in today. All right? <clears throat> now, so, when we look at this, when we think about this, these are just some, some tidbits of information that I think that we need to watch for, we need to look for. Um, there is a lot of, of uh, information out there. There's a lot of technology out there. Like I said, I'm all about using technology. But at some point, at some point, we're going to have to be able to discern what is okay and discern what is not okay. All right? And as I continue to go down this path of technology, um, and as, as uh, my son continues to, not this one per se, he just picks up on the other stuff. As my 17-year-old continues to um, you know, look up new information and be like, hey, Dad, look at this. Isn't this cool? And, and that kind of thing, we as Christian believers need to watch and be discerning for this said thing of the Mark the Beast. Now, uh, we want to talk about Antichrist a little bit tomorrow night. Um, maybe you would think these are two little switched around, but um, trust me, I think, I think it's, it's better this way. Um, as, we, as we talk about that, you guys might be like, well, we won't have to worry about this. You know what? I'm going to tell you, I hope we don't have to worry about it, all right? In fact, I'm, I pray that we don't have to worry about it, not because of me so much, because 40 plus years old, I, you can do kind of to this body what you want. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to like it, <laughs> but I, I don't want my kids to have to go through stuff, you know? I don't want my grandkids to have to go through stuff. But this information is in there for believers, all right? So maybe we as believers need to go over this information occasionally in case we are still here, all right? Um, anyway, we can discuss, we're past time, we can discuss uh, um, eschatology afterwards if, if you choose to. Um, but anyway, uh, Question and answer, comment time. Anybody have any thought, comment? Uh, just flat rebuke everything that I just said. Um, <laughs> wow. No questions, no comments. Either you all are asleep. Oh. You bring up a really, a really good point, and I, uh, I appreciate that. Um, we went to Kenya a couple years ago, and Kenya is way ahead of us as far as their uh, money, passing money goes. Yes, you could get paper money in Kenya, but do you know what the easy way to do money transfer was? Uh, M-Pesa? Is that what, was that what it was, Bronte? She didn't know. Um, I, think it, I think it's called M-Pesa. If, if you just type up, if you Google Kenyan money transfer or something like that, and it's all on your phone. And you know all you need in Kenya, in some of the countries right there, is the other person's phone number to transfer money to them. It's kind of like PayPal now here. But it's actually simpler than PayPal is here. All right, super simple. And I was really leery of 
whether the world was able to handle information like this yet or not, I'm not, I'm not leery about it anymore. Yes, this is for the whole world. This is not just for the United States. This is not just for localized areas. This is for the whole world. Um, couple of, a couple of things on the whole world. How many of you know what Starlink is? Deaton, give us a brief. What is Starlink for everybody? Okay, for those of you who, who couldn't hear Deaton, it's 5G uh, connectivity. So in other words, you might think of it as Wi-Fi or broadband. I mean, it's internet, basically. And it's satellites. So in essence, the whole world can be connected at any moment, at any time. Okay? These satellites, our buddy Elon Musk of Tesla and SpaceX fame, is shooting these satellites up as we speak. I, do you know how many there are right now? A hundred and some, I th last I, the last I, you, can, you guys can Google this. Um, so this is real stuff that's happening right now and it is, it is literally going to make the world a connected place. And in Kenya, Kenyans don't have cars. Kenyans don't have refrigerators. Kenyans barely have a place to sleep. But do you know what they do have? They have a cell phone. Do you know what they can lose just like we can? People will sign up for the Mark of the Beast big time. And uh, we didn't really get into the whole not being able to buy or sell in, in much detail, but that has some pretty big implications. I mean, we're pretty used to going to Walmart, Kroger, uh, you know, wherever your Costco, your your um, choice is, and just paying for stuff. We don't worry about it. Anybody else? Andy. At what, this may seem silly, but at what point does technology become evil? <laughs> well, that is a really good question. At what point does technology become evil? Anybody? <laughs> When, Jeff says, when your mind's evil. Technology becomes evil when mm. That's true. Yeah. With an evil mind, you're going to lean on the technology rather than the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, in all honesty, I don't think that we can say at this and such point, technology becomes evil for every person. All right? Because I think it's just like, I'm going to use the good old alcohol. The Bible does not say, thou shalt not drink alcohol, does it? But wisdom would tell us that if you start drinking alcohol, there's a possibility that you might become an alcoholic. And if you, if you never choose to drink alcohol, you'll never become an alcoholic, right? I mean, so I believe the same thing with technology. If you choose to use it, use it judiciously and wisely. And when this technology starts overtaking you and your relationship with the Holy Spirit, it started to become evil. And that's going to be at a different point for different people. Although, obviously, at the point of the mark of the beast, then that's a, that's a, a no... Um, get out of jail free card after that. <laughs> Anybody else? David. Just in agreement with what's been said, uh, technology is always a tool, and it depends on who's using it or who's doing something with it, whether it becomes evil or not. Mm -hmm.
Amen. Um, and, and from godly men, godly men will be able to share as to why um, the Mark of the Beast. Yeah, and I also you know, meet a lot of customers. And I can, I, I've seen a lot of difference between somebody who has their hope in government, hope in worldly things, hope in their wallet or their cell phone, and also the people that you see that have their hope in other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and uh, I I would bring up one more one more point one more point as well in the fact that I don't know I'm not by any means saying that this is going to happen in my lifetime. The technology that we have could be in my lifetime. All right, um, but it may not be. People have been saying for two thousand years it could be in my lifetime. But you. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old. <laughs> it could be in it could be in in our lifetime. All right? It could definitely be in your lifetime. One thing that I would say is the older generation, the boomers and older have been taught biblical principles, not that they believe them all. All right? But there's a lot of them that just at least know some biblical principles, whether whether they're a Christian or not. All right. In my mind, it seems that things would really, um, about the time that that generation is disappearing or getting older, which you boomers are getting older, um, it, it kind of about has to be a, a little while. And I don't want to say I'm not putting any dates on anything. Um, it, things... 2020 started normally and look where it's got us so anybody else anything else You only had 15 minutes of screen time? Kids, let's give Butch a hand. I, I'll have to say, I had to put a 15-minute limit on my Instagram account because I was spending way too much time on it. And then the first day, I was up by like 9.30 in the morning on that. So shame on me, huh? Anybody, anybody else have anything? <laughs> Thank you guys all for your uh, attention. Um, let's just have prayer and we'll call it an evening. It's, it's, already, it's already late. So, um, Ashton, would you pray for us, please?